Whether you're reading it for the first time or the hundredth, you will always find something new within the words of John's Gospel. While simultaneously being the easiest to read for new believers, the Gospel of John is a beautifully woven masterpiece loaded with deep theological insight that only the closest of Jesus' followers could express. In this book, we'll explore many themes like light versus darkness, life and death, and what it means to be born again. As stated by John, the purpose of his gospel is to convince the readers that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that if you believe in him, you will have eternal life. Join us as we embark on a journey through John's gospel. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I am Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. All righty. Episode 23, we're launching it off. Uh, chapter 16, this is the um, the last couple hours before Jesus' arrest. Um, episode 23 um, is when he promises them um, the Holy Spirit and what happens when the Holy Spirit comes and all this other stuff. So it's going to be... Uh, um, a good podcast today, I think. Um, a lot of, a lot of talking. I know we did a, a couple sermons, you know, yeah. series. I think on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we did a whole series, and um, and I think we're still on it, empowered by the Spirit. <laughs> yeah, we so, haven't gotten off of it. And, yeah, and so we're gonna kind of start tying everything together here, um, in the podcast, and and you know what we're preaching on in service and all that other stuff. So, uh, but yeah, um. You know, um, we're we're starting to wind down on John. Um, I'm so sad. I enjoy doing John, the, the study and all. So I'm looking forward to the more things that we're doing. Yeah, I think this we're is great. I think we're jumping on first, second, and third John after this. Um, but yeah, after the next podcast, you know, we're we're into Jesus's arrest and wow. his death and his burial and all that stuff. So I mean, we're we're winding it down. Um, and it's been it's been quite a journey. Um, yeah. Quite a journey. So probably would have been cool had we paralleled the gospels together in one whole study. That, that, that would, would have, have been a, that would have taken a lot longer, but it would have been longer. cool. It would have been cool to um, kind of bring it all together. I mean, we can always look at the gospels from different perspectives. Yeah. We, I mean, because technically speaking, the Gospel of John is it's not part of the synoptic gospels because mm-hmm. so technically we, we we could parallel Matthew, Mark, Mark and, and Luke, Luke together yeah, as a, a podcast. Um, in the future, something to look at because once we finish. First, second, third John, then we can go back back to the Gospels and, and do it chronologically, you know, and, yeah, pair I, them all together. Yeah, because I think um, I think it would be uh, advantageous to look at it in the full scope of the story yeah, yeah, of the life of Christ. From the synoptic yeah. Gospels together. Right, right. Yeah, right. I think that would be really cool. Uh, it would take a while, I think. I think it would be worth the while, um, but it'd to be, be honest. Yeah, probably take almost maybe a year. I don't probably. Know. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. I think, uh, I mean, if, hey, if those of you who are listeners, you're interested in us doing that in a chronological way. Yeah, let us uh, know. Email us and let us know or, or just find us on social media and just just tap into it. Just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. we want to hear that. So, yeah. so we would love to... Uh, I mean, there's a lot more stories yeah. in there of than, course. than in John. I mean, there's... I mean, Even the how they miracles, pose it yeah. and read it. You know yeah. I mean? They're reading it. To see way. the difference between the way some people say, you know, it's really, it's just really cool. So yeah, I think I think that would be awesome to do that. Um, that's definitely something to think yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but anyways... Um, journeying through John. Here we go. Um, here we go. Chapter 16, verse 1 says this. I have said these things to keep you from falling away. They will not, I'm sorry, they will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, 
the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering sacrifice and service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes to you, you may rem- remember that I told them to you. So I want, I want to focus here, and I think we talked about this a little bit last podcast as well, but we're going to hit on it on this podcast too. You see the persecution is not coming from the world. It's coming from the church. Right. The persecution on the disciples is coming from the church. They will put you out of the synagogues. They, when they kill you, mm. they think they're offering services to God. So they're doing it for God, and they don't they don't realize that. I mean, I think Christians nowadays don't realize that that's where the main persecution came from. Well, notice Jesus says in verse 3, because when they're doing these things, they do not know yeah. the Father or yep. me. Mm. So they're doing it in an assumption Right. Of thinking this is God's will, but truly knowing the heart of the Father, they would know that this is not what God wanted. Oh, yeah. They would have been on the bandwagon with Jesus following Correct. him if they had knew how they listened. The Father. Right. And I think that's the, the, the distinction, I think. And I think, you know, there is a lot of persecution within the church nowadays. Right. Um, right. You know, with, and like I said, I think we talked about it last time yeah. towards the end of the podcast, but like when people make videos bashing pastors and, and when they, you know, sit there and, and wish judgment upon certain churches for believing certain right. ways, that that's pretty much what the Pharisees were doing to the early church. And Jesus was foretelling to the people, the followers, not, we're not calling them Christians, we're calling them followers, because if you're going to follow Christ, you're going to follow the way of Christ. So right. he was telling his followers, be prepared, because that hour will be on you. Oh, yeah. You're going to face this kind of persecution. You're going to die right. for my name. Right. So you, I, I want you to remember, I told you this. Yeah. That's what he's saying. This absolutely. is, this is happening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me. And like, but like, here's the thing. He's like, and it's not going to come from where you think because mm. the people that are going to do it, they're thinking that they're doing services to God. They think that they're offering to God. You know, they think that they're pleasing the Lord and doing this. But like reality says, you know, that's, that's not right. No. You know what I'm saying? And so like, we have to analyze ourselves. To see, you know, even if we believe that the other person is wrong in the, right. within the church, what is it our job to correct? You know what I'm saying? Wh- where's the line? You know what I'm saying? Can we do it in a loving way? Well, Pastor Ann, uh, some time ago, I've even preached this. We've even talked about this, I believe, in our Roman series yep, yep. Uh, about reciprocity. And so being that said, <clears throat> it's a give-give. Right. And so when we give judgment, Jesus said, yep, and it comes back. It to comes you. back. Given it shall be given. That's reciprocity. With the same measure. With the same measure you use yeah. it. So in that measure of judging, mm. God measures back to you reciprocity. Yep. You know, that is that measure. So mm. we have to be careful specifically how we are basing our opinion, our judgmental thoughts. Right. Taking on the judgment upon others is taking on God's job. Absolutely. And actually, rather, Jesus, Jesus sits on the judgment seat. Yes. Jesus is the one at the end of Revelation judges. Yep, yep. So in that perspective, we are not to fill in that seat. Here, Jesus is the one telling you persecution's coming. Yeah. And that knowing that this is coming, it's my job to let you know that once you, you you know, those that are doing the things they assumes of are my father's business, really they don't know anything. Yeah. They're, they're buttoning in the wrong business. Right. 
Exactly. And that's that's unfortunate right now because like I said, we we're seeing it in the church today. Right. And it's so dominant, you know, in in this fear that we're in because of the fact like we see a lot of people fighting, mm-hmm. arguing, debating over yep. non-essential topics that yeah. doesn't matter to salvation. Well, speaking in tongues is, you know, for today. Well, no, it's not. You know, people debate that. Paying well, tithes is Old Testament, not New Testament. Everyone should, and you're, you're, you're breaking down things that we have no understanding of. Right. And, and so, you know, that's a whole other subject, you know, about reciprocity. I'm still, God's got time. I mean, it's, it's a good teaching. It it's is. It's a really good teaching. And, and so you, what you put in is what you get back. And so if we're, if we are really going to break the body of Christ down, yeah. which, I, you know, in Mark three twenty five, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Yeah, which Abraham Lincoln quoted. Yeah, he you Abraham, know? Abraham quoted that. So, but so divided house, you're not going to stand. No. The, for the right things, you're right. divided in what things you're to be standing in. And and think about this: um, if you're if you're just picture your body, right? right? If your arms are fighting each other, mm-hmm. what work are you going to be getting done? <laughs> can you, can you, I'm trying to visualize that. Can you imagine walking down the mall, seeing somebody hitting their jaw, <laughs> punching their gut, and say, "Stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> and like like your legs can't walk two different directions. You know what I'm saying? And you're hitting the wall, and you're yeah, and you're running into the wall and all that other stuff. And it's like you know, it's it's an absurd picture to think right. and and to um and to assume. You know, to, to to if you were walking down the mall and you saw what we just described, that would be insane. Right. You know, like that person belongs. You know, like the neck won't allow <laughs> the head to turn, and yeah. they're walk, they're running into glass. Right, know, right. Store walls and in the doors on right. purpose. And but like if you picture it, that's the way the church is yeah. being right now. Yeah. You know, fighting itself. This denomination is not crossing over to reach across the aisle to that one mm-hmm. because we have minor theological differences. Right. Right. And it's like listen, the persecution within the church is the reason why the, the world persecutes the church is because the church persecutes it first. Well they're double talking themselves. Exactly. And um, a double-minded man is unstable. unstable in all of his ways. So we have presented uh, instability mm. to the world. Why should the world trust an unstable individual? Right. We've become church. We've become actors. Yeah. That's actually what the word hypocrite means. It yeah. means an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like we, we have become the people that are acting and saying one thing but right. doing something completely different and we're and, jealous and we're yeah. fighting and we're doing all kinds of and we're debating stuff. on facebook and posting these hateful things mm-hmm. and it's like what is that benefiting nothing it doesn't benefit anything Mm-mm. well you know we're called to stand up and, and stand up for jesus and that's that's if we get persecuted then that's what we're supposed to go through yada 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 but didn't jesus stand up for the rights of other people too mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That's just a bombshell. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He stood up for the Samaritans' rights to enter into the temple. He hugged a person with, with leprosy. leprosy. You know, at some point we have to reach out church, to the outcasts. That is correct, and and not make not put it on Facebook. Oh my gosh! Yep. You know, the Bible says what you do in secret will come out in the open, and so there, at some point, when do we do? things privately just for the sake of honoring God. That's right. And without getting any accolades or uh, thoughts or, or whatever. Yeah. We got to do what we got to do for him. 
Yeah. Not for ourselves. Absolutely. That's our reward. If we get all kinds of accolades and pat on our backs, that's the reward instead of our reward in heaven. Exactly. And the reward, the heavenly reward is our relationship with, that's becoming enhanced right. with God. Right. That is our heavenly reward. Right. Yeah. I mean, man, that's, that's such a, that's such a deep rabbit hole that we could really go, <laughs> yeah. go down and go into. Right. Um, but like, it's like, we have to come to the conclusion, like, guess what? The, the Baptist church or the Episcopal church up the road is not your enemy. No. They're, we're in the trenches together. Think about um, World War II. Okay. Okay. The Axis versus the Allies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. On, on you know, our side, we had Americans fighting, but we also had the British fighting. Yep. We had the French fighting. Yeah. You know, we had a bunch of diff- different people mm-hmm. fighting for the same cause. Right. Same way with the way the church is. We have a bunch of different people in different groups or different belief systems mm-hmm. fighting for the same cause. All for the sake of doing it their way. Right. And your way's wrong, my way's right. It means right. the same principle when we think if you don't go to my church then you're not you're not, you're not saved, God. right? You're not saved and you know and that's that's wrong. That's a wrong concept and you know God wants you know the only purpose reason why we come to church is to worship God. Right. Not to to figure out whose side you're on. Right. I agree. Yeah. I'm on the kingdom side. Yep. And and like if we can band together like Correct. like they do in war times mm-hmm. under one banner and say this is who we are. This is who we're fighting for. This is what we're fighting for. Disregard the minor theological differences. Right, right. Disregard all the other mess, you know, that that we disagree on. What's the one thing that we agree on? Jesus. Well, I think, you know, we have a minister friend, Father Steve McCarty. Shout out to Father Steve. But he his he's in a different polar opposite denomination than we are. Yeah, they they worship in a different way than we do and they they conduct service differently. Right. But yeah, but the thing is, our common denominator, which we have discussed, oh man, is Jesus. Yep, it's all about Him. That means I can go into an Episcopal church and, and we have. worship God, and we have, and He's come to ours and too. He's come to our Pentecostal church, yep. and we both worshiped God together, together, without any reservations and without any hesitations. We uh, submit yep. to His house as yep. He submits to our house, yep. and we just cooperate. With their belief, as he cooperates with our yeah. belief, but the goal is that if we all believe that Jesus is Lord, yeah. and you can't get to heaven without Him, yep. I think we have the same. Belief. That's the same, yeah, exactly. You know? And so, so how about we worship may be different. Yep, but the motive of why we worship is the same. Is the same. And and so I think just just supporting your thought process, what yeah. you're saying, this is where we have to be. Can we just lay down the arms? of our weapons, of words, right, and just worship God. We're, listen, that's why the enemy tries to fight God's people. It if does. They, he, yep. If we can just stop doing that and start loving God and loving people the way we should to, yeah. then we'll see the greatest revival. I believe oh, yeah. the spirit of revival is fluttering now. I sense it. I've been yep. saying that, and you oh, have. Yeah, yep. We both have. Yep, we've but been feeling it. We've been feeling it, and it the, the ground has shifted but in that shifting process, you have to accept the change that comes with it. Right. And transitions is all like, you know, transition is always going to be bumpy. So mm-hmm. like when, when we're going from glory to, to the glory. next glory, yeah. it's, it's 
you have a transition stage where yeah. you know you have to go through some bumpy things. But what's on the other side of that right. is magnificent. Correct. Correct. It's beautiful. And and we have to realize as followers of Jesus, not Christians, not Pentecostals, not evangelicals. Right. Not Baptists, not Episcopalians, not whatever you are. As a follower of Jesus, we cannot persecute each other. No. Because of their beliefs. It's the philosophy as you're slitting your own throat. Uh, yeah, really. Really. I, and so with it's, that in mind. Yeah, it's 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 going into the mall and seeing somebody literally fighting themselves. Right. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> I mean, li- th- that's literally the picture of the church. <laughs> I remember you did that to your brother. You took his hand. <laughs> Sorry, off topic. But anyway, <laughs> I kept I was seeing not that a- in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God, for grace. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, long but story no, short. No, yeah. But, like, but seriously. Like that's that's the picture of what the church is doing and what the church has become at this point. Right. And and we have to get back on track. Yeah. Become unified, right. united, right. under the same banner, Jehovah Nisi, the banner of victory. Right. And we have to stop persecuting each other. Well, if we may go back to the same philosophy or concept of me seeing you in my head, you taking your brother's hand and hitting his head. Yeah. What you're doing is we are the little brother. If you're winning, I'm going to use this analogy for May. Sure. And, and under your expense. That's fine. <clears throat> if we may, as the little brother, we are the <laughs> ones that are allowing the enemy to take our own hand and hit ourselves. Yeah. We, we're not stopping it. We can try, but we're not really stopping it because to stop it means to take the right actions yeah. to cease and desist mm. the person that's come against you, which we know yeah. is the enemy. So when we don't properly take our stand, Pastor yeah. Aaron— then the enemy is just totally coming. We're letting him use our own selves to fight against us. And that's what's happening in the church. We're fighting against I ourselves. Agree. Yep. So we got to stop. Yep. Stop what you're doing. Yep. You know, we, we, that's just that's just what, you know, we, we are persecuting ourselves. But then we're saying, well, why is the world persecuting? Well, because you're persecuting yourself. Right. <laughs> I mean, we, we're, we're, we are eating each other up. Yeah. So to speak. Yep. It's literally a dog eat dog world. Yeah. So, but as the body of Christ, you know, this, but the, the persecution that Jesus is dealing with, going yeah. back to the topic yep. at hand, is the church persecuting the followers, the followers of, Christ. of Jesus. Right. Religion persecuting the relation. Right. Yep. And that's, that's always been the tug of war in the church. Yep. Religion and relation. Yep. Yep. I agree with that 100%. Um, I think we stopped in verse four, but I've said yep. these things to you that when the hour comes to you, you may remember that right. I told them to you. Um, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, verse 5, but now I am going to him who has sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. So there's a lot of things right here that I kind of want to break down. First of all, the helper, um, which we know he's talking about, the Holy Spirit. Right. We're going to break that word down. Um, the The word in the Greek is parakletos. Um, coming from two root words, para and kaleo, 
Um, para is to stand beside of, and Kaleo is to call. So the helper is called to stand beside you as an intercessor, as a counselor, as an advocate. He's somebody that doesn't just stand beside of you, but somebody who is within you. He's closer than your breath. That's what one um, one one uh, commentary writer said. And so this helper, he, he is more than a helper. He's a comforter. He's a counselor. He's an intercessor because the Bible says that the Spirit intercedes on our behalf. And so we have to understand that, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't just come and give you, you know, speaking in tongues or, or anything like that. He comes and he completely takes over. If you allow him to, he will he will counsel you when you are down. He will be your advocate in the court of law, you know, against the enemy when the enemy tries to bring you like Job up to um, up to be condemned and convicted. You know, he's going to be the comforter when, when, and Jesus is about to talk about this, that, that he's going to give you peace, a peace that surpasses understanding. And so when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to do all of those things for you. And, and so we have to allow him and let him do those things for us. Thus classified as the helper. Yeah. And that is what Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit, yeah. God's Holy yep. Spirit to do to help us. Yep. He in, is in whatever helper. we need in our in whatever we're lacking in yep. whatever understanding knowledge yep. all these things comfort peace joy yep. all I mean, yeah. the holy spirit supplies and and I'm glad that you focused on the holy spirit is more than just being known as speaking in other tongues yeah the holy spirit um has the uh he he carries the communicable attributes of God. Yeah, in our lives, these he are is, things he, he shares. He is with God us. manifested. Right. Yeah, and and he is the Emmanuel, God with us. He is in us. Yes. He lives in us. Yes. He you know the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us. So yes, we, these are the things that we are dealing with and that we are shared with from God. Yeah. Some things in his characteristics he doesn't share with us, but right. these are things that he does choose to share with us. Right. I mean, he's literally living inside of us right. now. And we got to let him, though. Yes. I mean, yep. the death of Christ gave us the opportunity yep. to walk in places we were not meant to walk into. Right. But he's given us the Holy Spirit that we can boldly go into the presence yes. by the blood of Jesus Christ. We boldly go where God is. Yeah. We can enter I mean, and his spirit. I mean, it's it's such a beautiful picture, but like his spirit is drawing right. us. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's verses that talks about the spirit draws us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a magnet. You know, when the Holy Spirit's inside of you, you get like magnetized mm-hmm. and phew, you get drawn, drawn to, to God. That's you know? why sin comes in. You, you flip that magnet on the other side and it repels. Yeah. You know, it repels you yeah. know, the thing. So, so here's the, it repels the spirit of God. So, so as we we are going with Him, we are working with Him. He deals with all these areas of sin and righteousness and judgment in yeah. our lives and what we entertain. He helps us have clarity that really links us back to um, what verse. Verse three, they don't, they do, they they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor right. me. That's because of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, they don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, it helps you to connect. Right. And again, we emphasize this because we have some listeners who feel that (coughs) to have the Holy Spirit, you have to speak in tongues. That's a portion truth, yes, but the Holy Spirit's characteristics go beyond just speaking in tongues. That's just one of the evidence of what that is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a evidence, not, the, not evidence. the evidence. The evidence. The evidence is love. Well, Pentecostal Church states that is the evidence. 
but it is it is a evidence. Yeah. Yep. It's an evidence, not the. Mm-hmm. And so like that's that's a distinction that needs to be made. It's not one worth fighting over. No, it's not. You know, um, it's not. You'll still go to heaven without speaking in tongues. Oh, ab- absolutely, one hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, just because you don't speak in tongues, you know, doesn't mean that you know you don't have the Holy Spirit. I mean, well, again, you said it. You said it. They will know you by your love. If yeah, you're my disciples. Yeah. So if you have the Holy Spirit, you're going to love people the way they need to be loved. And Absolutely. accept people past yeah. their all their flaws and imperfections. because yeah, the fruit of the spirit is love, and with the it, spirit, yeah, what spirit? The Holy, Holy spirit, spirit, the Helper, <laughs> the one on whom you call. Right. Yeah. So that is that. So that's another form of evidence: love. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Paul. Yeah, Paul says, you know, you can speak in the tongues of angels, but if you lack love, I'm telling you. This this is so crucial. If you you can speak in tongues all day long, right. but if you can't love your neighbor, mm-hmm. there's where you draw the line. Yeah, the Bible talks about how can you love God whom you can't see, but the not love, love yep. the brother whom you can. And that's that is the hypocrite, the acting, yeah, the actor. You're acting out that. Absolutely. And, and the biggest challenge of love is when you can love your enemies. And cover the multitude of their sins. sins yeah. Regardless who and what they have done against you. Believe me, there's people that are listening right now that that people has done heinous things towards you that you should be hating their guts. But for some reason, you love them anyway. Don't, just because <laughs> you love them don't mean you got to call them and talk to them every day. No. No, but you love them. Yeah. Meaning you're not willing to do any harm against them. Yeah. Though sometimes you feel like it. <laughs> Truthfully, yeah. I mean, let's I be mean, let's, let's be open, and you know, there's been things that's been happening to people, you know, and 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 like you know, you have to love other people through those scenarios. Right. You know, you have to. It's like a parent with their child. You see their child doing wrong, even though you're frustrated that they're doing wrong, doesn't mean you stop loving them. Right. And let's take for example when Jesus was being nailed to the cross. Forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing right now. Prime example. Prime example. I mean, does it hurt? Yes. Heck yeah. It hurt when they pierced his hands and feet. Yeah. Pierced his side. Yeah. And put crown of thorns through his skull. Whipped him um, to the point where he was, you know, unrecognizable. Yeah. You know. Pulled out some of his beard. They beat the mess out of him, dude. Pretty much. And and like you know, Father, forgive them. He still forgave them. For they know not. So that means if they didn't know what they were doing, that meant that their intentions, they thought they were doing the right things. Right. Which all stems from them not knowing who they are. And I believe his forgiveness went to the people of the religious system. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I also believe he forgave those who Right. I mean, I think, I think it was everybody that was involved. Yeah. From the church religious yep. system to the... A civil system of yeah. the law. Yep. Everybody did not it, it, understand the full no. impact of what but they were still, doing. But <laughs> still. Still, what what the Holy Spirit was showing you about our study, I don't know if it's this one or the next one to come, what God's doing even through the people he used that they thought they were the enemies. Yeah. So, so God has a plan. I mean, we talked about this a couple Sundays ago in my sermon. God has a plan. Yeah. 
And if we follow his plan, I, I love the I love this meme my sister sent to me, and I just I, I'm like, okay. So this guy says, "Lean." This is me leaning on my own understanding, <laughs> and this guy <laughs> fell, and he's entangled in this A-frame um, uh, ladder. ladder. Yep, <laughs> that's that's me, all right. <laughs> yep, I mean, but when you're when you're in in the situations, you know that life puts you in, and you right. lean on your own understanding. You know, you're gonna punch people in the face, and yeah. <laughs> you're gonna your you're life's gonna, gonna be messed. Your life's gonna be messed, <laughs> messed up. Yeah, and so it's like, you know, we have to transcend the ways of this world. What is right. which we're talking about that the next podcast. Right, right. I mean, which transcending. I'm to yeah, that. it's gonna be good. Transcending the ways of this world because we're not of this world. No, we're not. Which it's talking about system. Yeah. You know, we'll get in that next podcast. Not birthright, but your spiritual right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, but he said when the Holy Spirit comes, verse eight, nine, and ten, it says that he's gonna he's gonna deal with sin, mm-hmm. righteousness, righteousness, and judgment. Yep. Now we talked about sin last time. That's hamartia. Yeah. Hamartia is to live out of the context of the blueprint of one's original design. To live out of harmony with God doesn't necessarily mean to do bad things, and and, and you know that's that surface level. You know, um, but sin is is a misidentification of who you are. It's it's not realizing who God has made you to be. And then concerning righteousness, um, the righteousness in the Greek is dikaiousine, and it and it it does not mean right standing with God, mm. because you know. And I heard a pastor say this, you know. Well, if God is righteous, who is He in right standing with? You know what I'm saying? So, wow, that's, so, so the church, wow. the church teaches that righteousness is right, right standing, standing with, with God. God I've always been told that. No, <laughs> who is God in right standing with? Correct. Wow. It's it it, it is it is basically, and and I've broken this down, and and it's two root words, and I'm not going to get into the Greek because you know it can bore people, <laughs> but um, but basically means the state of Him who is as He was created to be. Wow. Yeah. So you, in your true self and form, the way God created you to be, is righteousness. Well, even in the sin, the hamartia, yeah, um, it means to miss the mark. It's be ha, mistaken. It's hamartia, ha without meros, um, um, without portion. Right. Yeah, and so it's like it. Yes, it is missing the mark. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I mean, overall, but it, it is also so much deeper than that too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just I've just looked at the surface definition. Yeah. And it's missing the mark, error. Yeah. Being an error. So I mean, you've made you've made a mistake, an error. Sin is not to do, is to do. You've made a mistake. Right. Right. And but but think about think about this for a second. Let's go on this little rabbit trail because we got time. Yeah. Why Why would you make that mistake? Because you don't know who you are, right? Well, I think, and you some, don't know who you've been called to be. I think some t- some things in personal nature of who we are as a, in a human being, we are going to make mistakes. I believe, it's, but but, and I think that's that's there's a line there. Not all mistakes are sins. True. Yeah, and that's where I was getting to, because I, I was trying to point out that that there's some things we do that are not intentional that we realize, whoa, I should have never done that. You know yeah. what I mean? I've done that. I know you have. Yeah. Like, oh man, I didn't realize that was going to be that way because I, I did this. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a mistake. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, yes, people make mistakes, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a sin. Right. Right. And you know, we, I think and, we need to clarify that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And that and that's and that's a huge distinction. Just because you make a mistake, right, 
doesn't mean you're, you've sinned. Right. That's why they call them mistakes. Right. You didn't mean to. Right. You know? Like you slip up and you hit your thumb and you say a bad word. That's Ooh, a mistake. That a mistake. That's not to. a sin. You know? Um, and just, just like minor, minute stuff like that. It's like, you know, God's not sitting up there with, you know, keeping tallies on <laughs> on what you did right and what you did wrong. Well, we've, we've mistaken God to be like Zeus sitting up there yeah. with a lightning rod. Yes. Ready to do something. Yeah. And they, God is not Zeus. No. He is God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So God, God again, is not I mean, the think God. about this. If, you know, God is love, which mm-hmm. it says it he says is. So. Mm-hmm. And, and the Bible says that love keeps no records of correct wrong. First Corinthians 13. So what does that mean about God then? Hmm. So if God is not love, that means he has to contradict himself as being God. So if he keeps records of our wrongs, then he's contradicting himself being God. And what's the point of receiving forgiveness? See, see, this is this is teetering into the religion. Part yeah, this because is because versus relation, religion keeps track. Religion is yeah. all about works. What are you achieving? What you are doing to remain holy? Yeah. But once we realize Christ made us holy and yeah. makes us righteous, not what we've done is what He's done. Yep. We step in a new place with Him. And see, that's that. Right, 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 right. Here's the key. Mm-hmm. We think holiness and righteousness are are just something. That they're actually not. Right. You know, like if you go if you go to an average person, you know, and say, What is righteousness? Well, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like when you look at the whole actual Greek word of it, it's it literally just means being the state of which you were created to be. Mm. That's why it says God is righteous. He's not in right standing with himself. He's just who he was created to be. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is who he was created to be. When we are righteous, we are being who we were created to right. be. Right, right. And, and, and being righteous, as we said prior, has nothing to do with uh, right standing. It's it's knowing where you stand. Right. Really. I mean, and, yeah. being with Christ is everything. Yeah. You you can't earn righteousness. No. The Bible says ours is like filthy rags. So we, we put on the righteousness of God. Right. Which is Christ. We right. we wear him. We clothe. Him. That means that clothing is yeah. really, I feel, is interpret. My personal interpretation is a choice. You choose oh, to yeah. live for Christ. Yep. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. That's just my interpretation. No, I, I don't yeah, know the I agree actual Greek, uh, by you know the lingual of it, but I do feel that's what it's leaning towards. I mean, I mean, if you look at the context of what Scripture says, and it's definitely a choice, right? You know, and what we talked about last podcast, I believe it's like you know you choose. To be cut off from God. Right. You choose to be in God. That's what Joshua told the people. Yeah. Choose for yourself. Choose to stay whom you are going yeah. to serve, mm-hmm. whether it be the gods of this land or right. the God above all gods. Correct. You know? And then, so, therefore, it is the choice. It's, it's a choice. Righteousness. Which goes all the way back to the mark of the beast. Yes. It's choice. Boy, boy, the boy, in this chain, at, chain here, just yeah. linked up. And so, righteousness is a choice to serve the righteous, yeah. which, is, which is Christ. Yeah, the serves, ultimate yep. righteous one. Yep. And so if we serve the righteous. We and linked because of who we serve. It's simple. You are what you eat. From right. Philosophy. Right. You're right. With right. dogs, you get fleas. Philosophy. You, you are who you hang around. You are who you hang around. So by by association. Yeah. Um, not just hanging around, but by adopting the lifestyle. 
right. of a follower. Yeah. Not a Christian. A follower. A follower. It's a big difference. Yeah. That's the distinction. Adopting the lifestyle as a follower of Christ, therefore you come in covenant with him. Wow. He 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 you align yourself up with who he is by what you are doing from what he's done. Yeah. Not that you have to go down a cross. We hit that a couple podcasts yeah. ago. You don't have to get crucified. No. I mean, but Galatians says that I have been I mean, Cru- yeah. crucified with. What does that with mean? Him. I've been co-crucified right. with him. Which specifically identifies with what? Crucifying uh, my wills and my desires. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like that's that's the biggest thing. It's like we don't realize it, but like Romans says that we've been co-crucified yes. with Christ, co-resurrected, co-buried yes. with Christ, meaning his death, his burial, and his resurrection was my death, Correct. my burial, and my resurrection. Correct. And when I accept him into my life, that means I am as he is. Right. So am I. Right. <clears throat> it's like marriage. When a man and a woman... By God's eyes, yes. Okay, gets married. Then that woman takes on the name of the man. They become and think, one. She didn't have to do anything Mm-mm. to take on that last name. All she had to say was, "I do," and accept the responsibilities that attaches to the name that you carry. You, so I mean, when you—that's why you wear a wedding ring. Yeah. When you are in public, you are there to represent the spouse you're married to. So right. that symbol of perfect union, yep. the rings, perfect union, is a symbol that you are unified with your spouse. And then there's no cracks, nothing in there. That when you now, wife or husband, you go out and you, you, you are, are one. You are one. When you are away from your husband and wife, you're still symbolizing the oneness of what you represent from the moment you said I do. Correct. That's what it boils down to. Right. And and so when we are one with Christ, you know, the Bible talks about when we, when Christ returns, there'll be a marriage supper, all this stuff. That's just symbolizing what we are. What we've already become. The union. Yeah. The, the union that binds us is the Holy Spirit. Yep. He yeah. he's the perfect circle in our life that keeps us connected to deal with sin and righteousness and judgment in our life. All these things, the Holy Spirit applies them to us. Yeah, that's why we're connected. Right. And the precious blood of Jesus is that is that union as as well as the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even in a in a when in the Bible days they would get married. I think they still do it in Jewish customs. They would take communion in a way, yeah. because that was With, them. Uh, yeah. Even I think, or it is an engagement. I think it's both. Actually. It might be both. They do communion. The husband with a future husband and wife. As they get engaged or get married, they do communion because which they don't know it as communion. They no. just they know it as what the um. You come into yeah, me, Passover. and I come into you. Right. Yeah. And and so, and even the rings represent an intimate intercourse. Yeah. Believe it or not. Right. So so everything's I, symbolic. Everything's very symbolic, and it continues to flow. Cre- thus creating how one a husband and wife is, how one we are to be with Christ, the bride with the groom, yeah. the Christ, we the church, the bride. Yeah, and so so this is why this is important relationship. You know, you can be married but not have relationship. That's true. So so relationship intimacy is beyond intercourse. Yep, intimacy deals with 
relationship, communication, communication, yeah. responses, doing behaviors for one another. Yeah, yeah, it's a choice. Yeah, you can wake up. You one, choose to right. love that person. That is a choice, regardless. Regardless, it's everything is by choice. Yeah. Same aspect in your with relationship Christ. with Christ. It's by choice. Yep, He's not going to make you serve Him. You choose. To serve, I don't feel saved. That's okay if you don't feel saved, but you still choose to follow Christ. Right. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. And 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 so you know, it's a choice. Um, so when the Holy Spirit, the Helper, comes, He deals with sin. He deals with righteousness. The last thing He deals with is judgment. Mm. And the word judgment is uh, crino. Crino does not by definition mean a judge who sits there with a gavel and a hammer it literally means to take out or rip out mm. to rip out what to rip out the ways of hamartia which is sin mm. and so when 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 he brings judgment verse 11 concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged he's not saying that he's judging the world he's saying that he's judging the one who has led the world astray which is the enemy right so what is he doing then? He's ripping out all of the enemy and all of his forces from the world. Verse 11. That's a perfect form of judgment. That's God's perfect judgment is taking out, ripping out, not bringing fire and destruction down. No, it's just removing what needs to be removed. So that way you can be dikeusene. <laughs> as you are created to be. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's Isn't awesome. that great? Yeah. So verse 12, I, have s- I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it unto you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I say to you um, that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Verse 16, a little while and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, you will see me. Hmm. So he's kind of like, he's like, you're not going to see me, but then you're going to see me again, so it's going to be fine. It's an illusion. Um, yeah. Some of his disciples said to one another, what does this mean when he says to us, a little while and you will not see me, and then a little while you will? And because I'm going to the Father, verse 18. So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? Um, we do not know what he's talking about. Um, in verse 19, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, is this what you're asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, a little while and you will not see me, and again, a little while you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her house, her, I'm sorry, her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a human being has been born into the world. So, also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will be able to take your joy from you. So that's Psalms 30, verse 5. It's, wow. the weeping may last a night, but joy, joy comes, comes in the morning. morning. Mm. You know, though we, we may have to endure sorrows right. and pain. Right. That's why the Holy Spirit's here, to comfort and help us and give us joy when we should be you know, in a corner crying, <laughs> you know? And so this is, this is, 
this is what Jesus is pretty much saying. You know, you're going to you're going to have hard times. You're going to you're going to be sorrowful. You're going to lament. You're going to cry. But guess what? You're going to see me. And it, you're going to be having a joy that surpasses anything the world can ever give to you. And that's 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 magnificent. It right is. There. It you know, really that's a beautiful is. picture. And that's all coming from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us that. Amen. You know, um, verse 23. And in that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. So now we have direct access to the Father. Again, not you get whatever you ask for, but no. you ask for what he wants you right. to have. Let his will be done. Right. So, so you know, we, in being raised in Pentecost, I've always been taught, you know, if you're supposed to be faithful, and you, know, you can ask whatever you want from God and he'll give it to you. Mm. Not true. Some things he don't want you to have. Yep. So if you know the will of the Father, you know what to ask for. So yeah, we have the ability to go to God directly. Mm-hmm. We have boldness, yeah. you know, which we just talked about. Until right. um, verse twenty four, until now you have asked nothing in my in my name. Ask and you will rec- will receive, that your joy may be filled. Talking joy. about joy, it's yeah. all talking about your joy now. Verse 25, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will um, that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Verse 27, for the Father himself loves you mm. because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world to go to the Father. So basically, all of that Jesus is saying, you know, he's he, you don't have to ask me now. You can go directly to God. Why? Because he loves you, and you, you love him. Access. Open access yeah. to heaven. And that's heaven on earth. Yeah. That's, that is, again, which we hit on earlier in this podcast, reciprocity, which we yeah. talked about in Romans. Yeah, all throughout Romans. And and so that's what Jesus, look, the greatest act Jesus performed was dying on the cross. So God gave, Jesus gave on behalf of us, therefore all we got to do is live out what he's given. Right. And so so Jesus saying, now because you're going to live out what I've given, yeah, you're going to have direct access. That's why when he said it was finished, the veil was torn. Yep. All these great things. There, there is your access. Mm-hmm. Access. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's that's a beautiful picture. Yep. Um. Verse twenty nine. The disciple said, "Ah, mm. now you are speaking plainly and not using figures of speech." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Verse thirty one. Jesus said. Do you now believe? Jeepers, creepers. Gosh, it took you this long. It took you this long to figure it out. <laughs> but now the hour is coming, and indeed indeed, it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Wow. That's the end of that chapter. So he's saying, wow, you finally got it. A little too late, buddy. Now at the end. (laughs) Now guess what? You're about to be scattered. All of y'all, you're about to be scattered, scattered abroad. And yep. But, you know, better late than never, I guess. And then he ends it with, you know, but take heart. You know, you're going to have tribulations, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That's just, you know, that's just Jesus saying, you know, 
the ways and the systems of this world, you know, he's 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 overcoming it right now. He's about he's about ready to go through the most tra- um, traumatizing experience of mm. his life. And um, yeah, it's going to be hard. And the disciples are going to leave him alone. But he's like, I know that I'm not alone, though. Yeah, I know because my father is with me. Which deals with people going through loneliness because yeah. they need to remember that God is with them. God is with them. Yeah. Always will be. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, this podcast, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, but just know that, you know, we, we have to operate in love by not persecuting other believers. We have to show people who God has created them to be. We have to give them love. And the only way to do that is through the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit, by revealing to us who we are in Christ and 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 him judging the world through us by not condemning people but by removing the evil forces wow. from their life by taking something and just removing that that evil that is infecting their life you know and 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 over the next couple of podcasts, we're going to see Jesus's life being snuffed out by that evil. But on the day of his resurrection, you know, we're going to see the light illuminating in the darkness. Um, but in those times of darkness, you know, we have to find joy. And the joy only comes through the Holy Spirit. He's the only person that can give us joy and happiness and peace. So today, you know, turn to him, love him. And if you're facing tribulations or trials just know that he is there for you we want to thank you for tuning into calvary's compass this week um you know we we, we enjoy doing this podcast yes we um, do and it's it's a lot of fun <laughs> but if you like what you heard check us out on facebook mount calvary church of god check us out on our app store mount calvary church of god email us at mount at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns or anything that you want us to talk about god bless and we'll see you next week see ya